episode 302. Your competitor is you. Hey y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're going to hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying in power. Bring on today's lesson. Hey, Elite Educators, Gretchen here. We are back with another episode. I am the host of the Empowering Educators podcast. Excited to be talking to you today about personal and professional growth that not only lights a fire within you, but it also brings you so much joy. So I'm going to share a story, a lesson, and some practical tips. So let's get right to it. It's my favorite month. I know I've been saying that. The Halloween preparation. I'm now 40. Oh my gosh. In denial. My oldest is turning seven. Fall season. Just the candles and the decor and the crisp air. I just love everything about it. If I could live forever in October, I would. So if you celebrate Halloween, I hope you have a fabulous time. I wanted to give a shout out to our listeners. I was digging into the data And it's fun to watch where you're tuning in from. I couldn't believe one of the top options was your smartwatch and then a smart TV and then desktop, which I was kind of shocked thinking most people listened on their phones. But okay, the watch, the smart TV and a desktop. I appreciate it. And then I wanted to give out some shout outs to other countries who have been tuning in that I don't mention as often. Sri Lanka, Republic of Congo, Honduras, French Polynesia, Zimbabwe, Uruguay, Romania, Laos, St. Lucia, we went there for our honeymoon, Kenya, Bermuda, Peru, Greece, and the list goes on. Those of you listening, if you're from that place, go ahead and shout. I just am so thankful for you for tuning in and thinking about how the lessons I'm sharing apply to your situation. And that's fantastic. The miles that separate us are much, but this podcast allows us to be right here together right now, which is amazing. So the rationale for today's episode, kids are in school and I finally have time for myself. I have a three, five and seven year old, which means I'm full time mom mode and also full time educator. And those of you who are in that situation, your head is spinning very much like mine. Luckily, I get to work remote most of the time to do my work of supporting teachers and teacher leaders, which is somewhat helpful. However, I have just neglected my myself. I just give, give, give to everyone else but myself. And so I decided I'm going to go for a run in the mornings. Now, this is in the summer in North Carolina, where it's so hot. It's almost 100 degrees, but the humidity is what totally does you in. You're sweating, just breathing air, and it's not fun. And so I joked with myself, but I I was being very serious, like, just don't die. Like, go for this run and come back. Survive it, because this is going to be awful trying to run in this heat. 
And then after a few days of doing that, I was like, okay, let's just make the goal of like, you're not going to walk because about halfway through, I'm ready to walk. And I keep pushing myself, even if it's the slowest run, even if my walk is faster than the jog, (laughs) I'm going to keep jogging because I feel like in my mind, I'm committed to the running process. So I'm like, okay, we're we're not going to walk. We're going to, we got to pick it up a little bit. And then after a couple weeks, I was like, okay, how about I work on having a longer stride? Because I'm getting really tired. I'm taking a lot of mini steps and we're not actually getting very far and I'm getting so tired. How about I work less hard and I just take a longer step and I started to really enjoy running at this point because it didn't feel so hard and the weather was changing and so things were like adding up just right I was like okay well maybe try not to breathe so hard going up that hill like let's try and take regulate our breathing somehow and I'm like getting really into it I am not a runner I hate running I like did sports when I was younger but I never like just ran just to run and so those of you who are runners are laughing hysterically right now at what I'm talking about you're like you're not doing that right and that's just ridiculous (laughs) but let me just walk you through this story okay And then I found an accountability partner and she is super athletic. She's a mom of three. She's also an educator while also trying to mom. Like we're in the same season. We see eye to eye. And I'm like, I got to tell you, I got to confess, I'm trying this running thing. And she's like, okay. And I'm telling her all about it. I'm like, okay, it's a daily commitment. Every day, I'm going to start my day this way. And I was like at 14 minute miles, like just struggle struggle bus and then through the breathing and the longer strides and just showing up every day like creating that habit it went to 13 and it went to 12 and it went to 11 and then to 10 and I was like if I ever run a 10 minute mile I'm done I'm so proud of myself I'm gonna stop right then I'm not even gonna finish the run (laughs) Because I'm running about two miles. So I'm like, after that first run, my watch dings and lets you know your time. Like, if I make it in the 10s, I am just crushing it. I'm so good. And so I was telling her around, and she's like, well, that's great. And, you know, when you run a little faster, you might even decide you're good and you might add on some time. Uh, Like, run another mile. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so clearly 10 is not great. (laughs) And I should be running more than two miles. Her feedback let me know I am no way winning the Olympics, even though I felt pretty dang good. My fastest time, um, let's see, by the time it was September, it was like 10 minutes, 25 seconds. And I was like, okay, when I get to 10 and a half, I'm going to stop. I'm good. Nope. And the competitiveness in me is like, no, we're, we're going to get to 10 and a quarter. We're going to get to 10. We're going to get to nine and three quarters. Like I was just way too much. Um, But what was happening to me, and people say this all the time, but until it happens to you, you're like, okay, you're crazy. I just started thinking clearly because after I run, I go and sit and work. And it was like, I was getting so creative and I was having these amazing conversations with teachers and teacher leaders and like their transformation was like off the chain. I was like firing on all cylinders. I'm like, oh, the science behind exercise, right? I mean, we've all heard this, right? Like you get your body moving, gets the blood pumping, gets the neurons in your brain firing, the right side's talk on the left side and it's on. And it's very true. My brain is on fire. I was productive. I was feeling really good. But here's the thing, though. I wasn't competing against other moms with kids in preschool or neighbors who run regularly because there's a lot of them passing me. (laughs) 
<laughs> or college athletes, right? Or I'm not even competing with my best smile in high school. It was like 720. I cannot even imagine that. Like my knees are buckling just saying that. I'm not competing against those people. I am competing against me in this very stage of life right now. Elite educators, listen in real quick. Did you know that I offer micro PD on the go? It is true. Just download the Teachable app and browse always a lesson. There's over 20 topics to listen to or watch as you work out, drive to work, or whatever else is part of your daily routine. A little PD a day is going to add up, and before you know it, you've transformed into a new level of elite. Let's learn on the go together. Now back to the episode. And so what does this have to do with you? If you've stuck along this story, uh, bravo, thank you. It's unfair to look at your colleagues and compare yourself. There's too many factors at play that make it an unfair match just from the get-go. So for example, when I was in the classroom, I worked a second job tutoring and then a third job coaching middle school soccer. And I was trying to compare myself to colleagues who were married and they didn't need additional income, so there's no need to rush off. They stayed after hours. And I'm like, if only I could outperform them or outdo them or I should be able to get all the papers graded or have the bulletin board done. And it's like I could only do so much with the time I had because I had to get to the next thing and I had to go home to let the dog out in between the two things. And I was feeling miserable like I was failing. But you know what? I was getting better day by day against me. If I would have compared myself to myself, I would have been so much happier, so much prouder of what I was able to accomplish because it was an even match. But here I was comparing myself to people. It's apples to oranges. It makes no sense. You can't get a data point from that. And then when I became a coach, you'd think I'd, you know, learn something by now. But I had better relationships with some folks that were on my same level, but I didn't have close connections with people that were leading me, like the managers and and the administrators. And so the people that were my colleagues I had good relationships with, they happened to have better relationships with these people in these upper positions. And so they'd get first dibs on all these new opportunities. And me like chomping at the bit to get more leadership experience was like, I'm not even being considered and the, it's like the race already happened and I was standing right here. It's like I don't understand how to get invited into the race. <laughs> I want to put my name in the hat. Uh, but I had just started out and I get that. I, maybe I was an ideal candidate, but also like favoritism, unfair. And so I was comparing myself to these people and I'm like, you know what? You can still build relationships. And once I built relationships and once they saw me in action and once I got more experience, who was getting the opportunities too? Me. But I was busy comparing myself, the not ready version, to these people who were ready and I was feeling unfair. But I was getting better every day. I was learning. I was growing. I was getting praise. I was loving every minute of it. I was soaking it in. And I was taking the joy out of the growth because I was too busy looking at the wrong people and comparing myself. And then in consulting, which is what I do now, I work with schools, other people are out there traveling and speaking nonstop. And some are super profitable, like beyond imagination of what educators could ever think. 
and I was comparing little old me who has little people at home and I can't travel often and I want to be a super hands-on mom like without the nanny or the significant other to care for the kids just so I could work more hours like I I was in this conundrum how can I be the best at both of my roles when other people are doing what I want to be doing and I'm struggling because I love being a mom and I love being an educator but I want to do more of both and I couldn't and I was comparing myself to people who weren't doing all of the things I was doing and yet I was feeling Like I was failing and I wasn't good enough. And it's like that person's been doing that for 20 years and their kids are in college. They got nothing going on. Go travel. That's the perfect time. If you want to prioritize your family right now because they're so little and you want to be the mystery reader and you want to be the room mom and you want to work the Scholastic Book Fair and you want to fly and and go to other schools and do keynote speeches – fine but it's going to look different and it means you take yourself out of some of the opportunities so don't compare yourself to that person I'm really preaching myself I hope you're starting to relate to some of these and and thinking to yourself oh yeah I am kind of comparing myself to people who are not yet in my same situation so the only data point that makes sense is comparing you to you in the same situation not you five years ago or you before getting married or you before pets or kids or before whatever, just name it. That's an unfair comparison. So the lesson here is, if we want to grow and get better, we have to get real with the data of us now and us tomorrow and so forth. You are really going to set yourself up for failure and disappointment if you compare yourself to someone else with a totally different situation or compare yourself to a previous version of you in a completely different situation. Like I did all those things. So I'm going to give you a four-step process that's going to break this habit and help you start competing and comparing yourself to yourself. That's the only data point that matters. So first, decide what is your number one goal. So maybe if you're a teacher, it's managing your classroom more effectively. If you're a teacher leader, maybe it's leading better aligned debrief conversations after an observation. So decide what your goal is. Remember me with the running? It was like piece by piece. I was hacking my goal, getting better every day. Step two of the process is now you track the data. So in our mastermind with teacher leaders, what I have them do is they decide what their goal is. Like, what do you want to be able to accomplish by the end of this cohort, which is like a three or four month commitment? And they track what actions they're taking towards that goal. And they track what adjustments they're making as they're getting the feedback and the results. And they're noting all the evidence of progress, little to big things, even if they regress a little bit. It's a cause and effect relationship. And they're legit writing it down. Track it all. I want you to be able to, step three, review the data. And then make those adjustments daily, weekly, monthly. You might say, that wasn't my best go. I'm not going to change anything yet. I'm going to do it a few more days. Or like, whoop, that day was totally crazy. It didn't go normal. That's an unfair data point. That's an outlier. I'm not even going to consider that part of what happened here. And then sometimes you might be like, okay, 
I, I gave it all, everything was a normal day and that didn't work. So I am back to the drawing board and keep track of all that. And then step four, repeat this process every time you have a new goal, after you've achieved your goal or life's shifted and you need to adjust your goal. There's folks in the mastermind like, nope, I thought that was my goal and that's just not gonna happen and unrealistic. I think that's more of like a vision, like a long-term goal and not a goal to achieve in this certain amount of time. And that's what it is. We learn about what we're capable of, we learn about the obstacles, we learn about how much perseverance we have, and we learn how freaking great we are through that four-step process. So it was decide your goal, track the data, review the data, repeat the process. Remember, your own competitor is you, Y-O-U, the current you against the current you. And that's it. No other comparison makes sense. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on achieving growth personally and professionally with a realistic approach, you against you. No one else allowed. When you do that, you're going to grow rapidly, find fulfillment, and be productive. So stay focused on that competitor of one. Now go ahead and be great because you've just been empowered. (laughs) 